Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello and welcome to our feature show this week on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. This week we are bringing you our Dream Survivor Series team. Survivor Series being just round the corner. We thought we'd get our own Survivor Series team together to pick their favourites past and present and make their very own dream teams. But before we start there, just a wee reminder, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. That's at Suplex Retweet on all of them. Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community on Facebook. Fire away there, you can get involved in the conversation. And of course, if you want to listen back to our past interviews, previews, reviews and everything else, that's Suplex Retweet on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. So, I wanted a Dream Survivor Series team here, but instead I've got the dregs that we could put together. First off, doing his best impression of Kwaku and trying to become ESSR's number one producer. He's the Funaki of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. He is Daniel Campbell. Mm. I don't know how to feel about a comparison to Finaki. Like, that's... I mean, that's... I mean, for one thing, <laughs> I do not have the skill of Kwaku. I will never have the skill of Kwaku. I'm not just saying that because he is my business manager for the draft. So, you know, I'll, I'll just play safe. <laughs> Fair enough. And, of course, rounding off the team, they are Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets and versions of the Mean Street Posse. Please welcome Queen Street Floppy. Derek Elman, Alan McLucas, and David Hawkins. Hey, you're the floppy one, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I be Joey Abbs? I'm the one that's close to that. I'm here to save you from seeing your floppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Joey Abbs because I'm the one that closely resembles having abs out of three of us. Are you fucking. Just because you throw them on? I know. <laughs> Shave them, let's stand to I'm just going to point out, he says that, but I do have a six pack. It's just downstairs in the fridge. Yes. Yep. Daniel Wayne. Heineken myself. (laughs) Uh, So, basically, what the team are going to do today, they are going to put forward their dream team, past, present, dead or alive. It doesn't matter. It's just their favorite five, their best impression of a team. And the team are going to dissect and criticize it in hopes that they will be named. Team. So we're going to start with Daniel. Daniel, five minutes to present your team and then the team will debate. Uh, put team. So as you were saying, it, it can be a dream team, it can be anyone that you want. And when I was thinking about my team, I looked at it as more, you could easily just go and throw it in with like, you know, I want this world champion, I want that world champion, I want this. But we want to do it a bit differently. So I do remember what you had said uh, in the chat we had about this a few days prior about like an idea of like a tag team, a world champion, someone who's never been a world champion, uh, a female pick as well. So I think, right, okay, I will, I'll stick to that because this is my team. If I was to do, if we were doing a match like that, this would be the team I would have. So I'm gonna go in backwards order. Actually, no, screw that. I'm just going in regular order. So for team captain, I will go with my all-time favorite. I am a sucker for it. I will take the Undertaker as team captain, but I will take 1995 Survivor Series Undertaker. The Undertaker, who eliminated the entire opposition team himself. Admittedly, one of them was by Kento, but we we don't like to mention that because Gary does not like to talk about Viscera running out of the ring. So when, <laughs> you, you know, we, well, Mabel, as he was known. For quick context, this was just after Undertaker had his orbital bone 
and socket crushed by Mabel during a leg drop on Raw a few months prior. So Undertaker hadn't been seen for a while. So in the time between then and Survivor Series, they build towards this match, the Dark Side versus the King's Court. For his team, you have Rikishi. I can't remember what his name was back then. Someone will probably remember it as well. You have Savio Vega and you have one of the God ones. I want to say Henry. Yeah, I think it's Henry. Uh, then on the other side of the team, you have the King's Court. King Mabel leading the team with Jerry the King Lawler, Isaac Yankum DDS and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Undertaker, easily dispatched of Isaac Yankum, easily dispatches of Jerry Lawler and dispatches of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mabel then shits it when he notices that Taker's wearing this very Kane-like mask. Like, Taker had the idea for the mask before Kane did. And just runs away. Taker got the whole team by himself. I'll happily take that as dominant for a team captain. For someone who maybe has never been a world champion prior, I would want someone who... I, I feel that if you use them correct, and they have someone good to play against on the other side of the ring, you can have something magic. So I will put Big E in my team. Now, the reason is, let's just imagine a scenario that the other, Big E gets tagged in and everyone else on the other team's like, oh, clamoring, like, who's going to do it? But one hand comes out and in gets tagged Keith Lee. I want to see Big E and Keith Lee in the same ring. So, WWE, you haven't done anything with Big E yet for Survivor Series this year. Make it happen! Anyway, <laughs> in terms of my female pick, just look back at Elimination Chamber this year. She eliminated the entire opposition in the chamber herself. Why would I not go with anyone but the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler? I want someone who's dominant, who would like run through the, the, the pick. And plus, she wouldn't just stick to, you know, obviously the like mixed tag rules. She wouldn't just stick to that. She could easily grab like one of the guys and just choke them out. Get an elimination right there. She doesn't care. She's a freak of nature. And that's what we need on the team. Then to round out the team, I want a tag team who would not only just work well together as a tag team, I want a team that would work well with anyone on the team. So I would have American Alpha as my tag team on there. Because just imagine this little spot. Let's say they decide to have a little collaborative finish with Undertaker at one point. So here's what I would do. Let's say Gable and Rollins are on the ropes. Gable hits a snap German suplex. Rollins walks around and walks right into Undertaker's hand. Taker raises him up for a choke slam, but as he's coming down, Jordan sneaks in and hits him with grand amplitude. And then the crowd pops like, holy crap, Taker actually did a tag team finish with someone. Very rare you get that. You could get a big pop out of it. So I get a feeling that'd be a team that worked very well. So my team to recap, Undertaker is team captain, Big E, Shayna Baszler, and American Alpha. That is some team. <laughs> very, uh, very mixed generations there. You know, it, it seems weird to say, you know, Chad Cable's still cutting about, but... American Alpha were five years ago before they were broken up. So it's our four. It's quite weird to think they're a different generation. But 95 Survivor Series Undertaker, Big E, Shayna Baszler, Gable and Jordan. Um, Derek, I'll start with you. Um, any holes you'd like to pick in that or any comments you'd like to make on Daniel's team? I like the the Keith Lee aspect of it, but also I, I like, uh, sorry, the Big E aspect of it, but I like the idea of the, him and Keith Lee you know, like you said, they two going against each other, I think that would be mm-hmm. fantastic to see. Um, you can't go wrong with, with Taker in the 90s either. Um, you know, the, the man speaks for himself. Yeah. Baszler is dominating the now. She's she, she brilliant. You know, she, 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 she's a worthy place in there. But the American Alpha is an interesting one. I didn't, I didn't expect them to commit your mouth, Dan. I, did, I, I don't know what that commit your mouth, but I didn't expect <laughs> uh, American Alpha. Um, to be honest with you, but it's an interesting one as well. I, I, I like it. 
the only question I'd ask you is what, what would your team name be? Hmm. I actually never thought this is going back to the this is going back to obviously the early nineties when you used to have all the team names and stuff like that. I don't even know what I would put as a team name for that. I mean, 95 had the dark side, and we, we can't really call that, so I'm going to guess, um, uh, uh, let's just call it the All-American Day Dark Side Queen of Spades. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Throw everything in there. Yeah, t- took me a sec to just actually be like, shit, what were all the nicknames again? <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. Well, I mean, if we do want to maybe save some time, we could just do it as an anagram. So, A-A-D-D... S-Q-O-S. That, that's a lot easier to remember, I think. That's uh, yeah, a lot easier. <laughs> um, Alan, anything to pick it for Daniel's team or any questions for Daniel? He has made a lot of very strong picks, but I actually feel the American Alpha is your weak point mm. because I feel there's stronger tag teams you could have picked. For example, Legion of Doom. Stop the press. Alan's talking about tag teams. Stop the press. Hold on a minute. Everybody get a picture of this. Get a picture. Get a picture. You're just jealous because I've held the tag team titles with Plaku, not you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or even Team 3D. I feel, yes, they are a very, very good tag team, but they would not be my top 20. And I feel they're your point here be the one that would cost you. Aisler, and there's not been anything like Bazel Wrestling since China. Uh, you know, very, very strong. Uh, I can't really argue anything you've said there about them. I'm annoyed you've picked... 95 taker, because that's the taker that I've picked. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, that, that means we have was, good taste. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was probably taker that he's absolute best, or the only other thing possibly could argue was better in a physical perspective. Not maybe his match and his storytelling, but if a physical mm. perspective was 99, um, when he mentioned darkness. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Big E ones is interesting. If, if this was a year ago, Big E would have been your biggest, li- biggest link. Mm. But Biggie is, I expect this time next year to either be WWE Champion or Universal Champion will be one of the two. He's shown he can, he can go to the main event status. Whereas before, oh, yeah. I wouldn't have agreed that. If anyone said that to me, I'd, I'd have laughed at you. Uh, but he's shown he can. So yeah, I think overall it's a really good team. But if I had to rate it at five stars, I'd probably put it between three and a half and four. No, I'm kidding on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on for years now because before Dave presents his team, I want him to maybe ask you a couple of questions about your team mm-hmm. uh, just before we move on. Sure. Yeah. So Dave, uh, we'll go to you. So my only query is, Daniel, because I think the guys have cover, kind of covered it. I think you probably could have picked a, maybe a, a stronger tag team with a bit more chem... Well, I know, not say American Alpha doesn't have chemistry, but I would have preferred... I could have listed at least five tag teams that I'd have mm-hmm. picked ahead of American Alpha. Uh, Big E, bit of a left field pick, obviously he's still early into his singles run, so I don't know how he would handle in that sort of singles type role this early on. Shayna Baszler, definitely a safe bet uh, when it comes to, you know, having a strong member. And I think Undertaker's a no-brainer. So that was, uh, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with having Undertaker on there. I think if, if we're talking dream teams, though, how come you, you've sort of leaned more towards having majority active-ish superstars as opposed to, you know, having your pick of the some of the all-time greats or the Hall of Famers uh, on your team instead? Well, the reason that I went more for, in some cases, for a lot more new people is just purely their match records in Survivor Series. So you could easily go and pick, um, like, you could pick Stone Cold, you can pick The Rock. Realistically, they've not competed in many Survivor Series matches. So 
Mm-hmm. I can't really give a judgment on them. Majority of time on Rocks at Survivor Series, he's in the WWE title match or he's in a match that is not a Survivor Series elimination match. Same with Austin. In terms of, you know, why I picked American Alpha, I went more with, I want a team that would be able to logically outthink because I, I could have easily gone with like FTR or one of the more legendary tag teams like you guys were saying earlier. I did originally have rated RKO down, but I figured realistically, well, their names look good on paper, their only Survivor Series appearance together, they lost. So, yep. I would rather avoid that. Shayna, no-brainer. Look at Elimination Chamber this year. Like, wipes out all the competitors in the match. Undertaker, like I said, wiped out everyone in the 95 match. I mean, the reason I picked 95 Taker is Taker 2001 gets eliminated by the Alliance. Mm. Well, we'll basically put our queries forward to Daniel. Um, it's a pretty solid team you've got there, I think. The guys are going to have to work hard to beat that. But Dave, we ended with you there. We're going to give you five minutes, mm-hmm. starting with your captain, to present your team. So your time starts now. Okay, so I've got a wee bit different to Daniel. I've not picked any female or tag team representation. I went under the assumption it was either going to be an all-male or an all-females team. So I've decided, you know, given that it's uh, been a lot more frequent over Survivor Series 30-plus years, I've decided to go with an all-male team. And honestly, it is a, it's a showcase of... Hall of Fame level class talent. Uh, so much like Daniel, I've also picked The Undertaker, but he is a co-captain of this team. Oh. Yep. There's my curveball right there. And his co-captain, a man who has a ton of respect for him, and I think also has, who Taker has a lot of respect for himself, WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Now, Shawn Michaels has quite a, quite a good record with Survivor Series teams. He's captained six teams in the past. And he has won decisively in a couple of those instances, in particular 2006 when he was co-captain with Triple H and in 2008 where he led, you know, this sort of mishmash team of Rey Mysterio, the Great Kali and Crime Time over the Team Heavy Heels at the time. So those two would be my co-captains and they'd be leading a team that I'd like to call as the best of the best. You know, some of the greatest superstars of this generation and past generations all coming together to form an an unstoppable dominant team that could take on absolutely everybody. So obviously Undertaker, you've got the striking ability, you know, the powerhouse, uh, and you've also got Shawn Michaels that complements them with the technical mastery and also that that sort of captain's edge about him as well. Because obviously he's been a captain many times before. He has, he knows how to captain a team to victory and he's done that numerous times. So I think it's only fair that, you know, we wouldn't, it shouldn't be fair to have just one of them as team captain. I think it's best to have Two Hall of Fame worthy competitors leading the charge with this lot. And their three teammates, uh, I'll admit, a couple of personal favorites, but certain performances from this lot actually really stood out for me. So I'll go with my personal choices first. And I'm going to go with Mr. TNA himself, AJ Styles. Now, obviously, his Survivor Series record in WWE isn't all that great. But at the same time, you know, he's captained the team. And if you haven't seen him in TNA, honestly, that's one reason you should go back and watch. The guy can pull off absolutely anything and everything. And people have even compared him to the likes of, you know, Shawn Michaels and other Hall of Famers. So I think there could be a lot of chemistry between these two, particularly on the uh, technical submission and even to an extent, high flying aspect of it. Number four. And obviously, given life circumstances, this wouldn't be physically possible, but it's it's a dream team. So deal with it. Uh, another personal choice. I mean, you got to have a little bit of uh, 
charismatic personality to this team. So I'm going to pick Eddie Guerrero as part of my team as well. Again, another high-flying, a luchador-style competitor. I think, you know, he would add a bit of, you know, personality to what is already a, a very serious-sounding team because, you know, what's a team, what's a winning team without a bit of uh, winning personality, a little bit of character and a little bit of uh, a mischievous attitude about it. And that's what really appealed to me about Eddie Guerrero. And he's obviously had um, success captaining Survivor Series teams in the past. He captained his 2004 team to victory over Team Angle, which was a, a pretty solid a solid match. And then finally, I've decided to go with someone who on their very first Survivor Series elimination match pinned four out of the five people in 2013. I'm taking the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, because you want that, again, another powerhouse sort of competitor, which ties in with the, um, with the Undertaker's powerhouse and striking ability. But that solo performance from Roman Reigns alone in 2013 was enough for me to select him on this list. I was thinking about uh, maybe picking Randy Orton as well, because, you know, he has a, a good record of scoring the most eliminations with 16 uh, in Survivor Series matches overall, and he's been the sole survivor three times. But uh, in more recent years, Randy Orton has seemed to be more on the losing side of these elimination matches. So what has been a, a good surge for him at first, it kind of just died out. So. That's what led me to selecting Roman Reigns over him. So that's my best of the best team for you. A, a good mixture of powerhouse competitors, a good mix of high-flying technical ability, and also just a couple of personal favorites in there. I, and I just look at those five guys and I think, you know what? These guys, for one reason or another, I would absolutely no doubt about want to have on my Survivor Series team. Well, thank you for that, Dave. That's some team you've got there. Um, going to take a wee five minutes here just to go around the panel and they'll maybe ask you some questions. We'll just try to keep it short and sweet. Brief questions, brief answers. Uh, I'll start with you, Alan. Any holes or any nitpick queries or anything you have with Dave's team? Just run me through your team again, Dave, very quickly. AJ Styles, Eddie Guerrero. Yep, Shawn Michaels, Roman Reigns, and The Undertaker. You have gone for an exceptionally strong team. Part of me thinks, from, if you think maybe a storyline perspective, usually like big, big guys in your Survivor Series team. No, it doesn't necessarily always work out well, but you'd think like big guys, so that way maybe Eddie and Shawn would be weak links, because they're much smaller. Yes, they are much faster. Um, AJ Styles, I cannot argue a single point you said about him. I've been saying for about 10 years that he's the best in the world and I'll argue it blindly with anyone. There's nobody that will change my opinion on it. Um, he's, he, the man has no weaknesses to me at all. Roman, <laughs> Roman's Roman, come on. There's, again, he's like AJ, there's no weaknesses really to him. It's a very, very strong team. Uh, but controversial, I think Eddie would be your weakest link. Most likely to get disqualified from a storyline perspective. It's live cheat steel. Um, depends, obviously, you're talking about HPK, you've got him as a face and a heel. Same thing. So, I mean, it is a very good team. Uh, and if I had to rate it at five stars, I'd probably go four. Not many, not many weak links there. Mm. Like, I, I, I went into this thinking, okay, what team would be most likely to score the least eliminations? And I would accept an Eddie Guerrero, you know, disqualification elimination because, you know, that's him. He's... I think he's more likely to, you know, pull off a lie, cheat and steal and then get disqualified. But yeah. apart from that, I don't see, I tried physically, you know, from a storyline perspective, could any of these guys be eliminated? And my answer is no. Like, because I would want a team that maybe does a, either a clean sweep or incurs only one elimination and comes out looking strong. And that's what I've presented here. It's very good. I mean, the only, the only major issue I could see, but the other, just the points you've mentioned is, 
it'd be obviously forget the fact that already God rest his soul's not here anymore. You would never get a team that strong because at least maybe two of them would be involved in title matches. That's the only other aspect I can see would be a weak point. But again, but I suppose by the time we all do it, we're all going to be able to say that point. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very strong team. Mate. Just one argument on that point. Uh, remember the... Well, well, hold on, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But before you argue that, I'm going to go to Dell, uh, and you can retort with both Dell's and that last question there. Right. Dell, you you made the joke about Alan talking about tag teams. You're a big fan of tag team wrestling. Do you think the fact that there's no actual tag teams in Dave's team is a weak? I would say a traditional um, Survivor Series should have two tag teams, should have a tag team in it, but the fact that Dave hasn't done it and he's put these guys in, I mean, it's it's a pretty formidable team that you've got there, Dave. Um, my only thing about it is, I think, personally, there's too many leaders in there. You know, that, that, that could develop into a good storyline, I guess, if you're looking at it. You know, like, mm-hmm. all of those guys want to be the main man. You know, Reigns is going through the thing that everybody's want trying to be the main man. AJ Styles has done it. Taker has been the head of the company for years, and so would so Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. So that's only that's the only thing that I would do against it. The fact that there isn't a tag team in it, and I think there's too many too many leaders in it. I like the aspect of it. Like you've got Taker as a sort of big man. You've got Reigns as a big man, and then you've got you know old school Shawn Michaels a bit of a high flyer. AJ's a high flyer, and so is Eddie. So it's a good mix. In terms of what I think, in terms of what I think a Survivor Series team should look like, the only thing is, like I said, no tag, which is booing your part, and too many leaders. Yeah, well, I think to respond to that, if I were to pick a tag team, I'd probably choose the Hardy Boys. But uh, given that being said, there were too many big single stars that I think I just couldn't ignore. So that was my that was my reasoning behind it, and with the the leadership aspect of it. That's why it made the decision to have co-captains, uh, specifically two two guys who are both like 30-year veterans of the business and locker room leaders at the same time. But I'm sure somebody like Roman Reigns uh, and AJ Styles would look up to these guys, you know, current, both being active members of the current roster. They'll think about the veterans of yesterday, you know, those that sort of paved the way for these guys. I think Eddie Guerrero, I think, I think he'd just be happy to be there or be happy to be part of the team because... You know, again, goes back to my thinking of I want a team that is the best of the best and represents WWE as a whole, like both past and present. You know, in the same way that, and I'll turn this to Alan's point. Uh, in the same way that during the uh, the invasion angle, the you had the WCW ECW alliance going up the best of WWF, and look who was on that team: Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, Chris Jericho, like all these guys. You know, you could argue were locker room leaders in their own right. So, and obviously. Well, I suppose you could get away with the Brothers of Destruction being a tag team, so I'll, that's my one sort of miss, misstep in that argument. But at the same time... Well, Dave, I'm going to I'm going to hurry along here because we still need to get to Daniel for your point. Um, Daniel, if I could get you to do your, your question quickly, Dave, your retort quickly, and then with Derek's team, I'll come to Daniel first just to give Daniel a bit more time to ask his question. But Daniel, do you have any questions for Dave? One thing I would ask you is, so you did say to Derek that if you were to put a tag team on there, you'd put the Hardys. Mm-hmm. If you put the Hardys in the team, who gets switched out? Ah, you got me there. Um, I think if I was to switch uh, people out, I would probably get rid of Eddie Guerrero and probably Shawn Michaels. Because that way, I know I know it's, it's, it's kind of risky, <laughs> but um, that way you could have one solo captain without, with uh, being Undertaker. Uh, 
you'd also have a dominant performer in the form of Roman Reigns, and you'd still have one very technical masterclass high flyer in the form of AJ Styles, who I admit is a personal choice, but if I was to switch two out, it would have to be HBK and Eddie. Well, the plus side of that is if you have one of the Hardys in there, you have, uh, I believe you said as well, you have AJ still in there, and then Roman and Undertaker. Let us not forget the graveyard dogs were a thing not very yeah, long cool. ago. So yeah, not, they not that long ago. be your co-captains. Uh, possibly, but if I'm having Shawn Michaels in my team, I think it's only fair that you know he is being you know the the veteran and you know someone who has had experience captaincing teams before i feel that just edges it that's fair enough right well i'm gonna um i'm gonna move on a derek here derek we'll start with your team name and then you've five minutes to present your dream survival series team time starting now cool cool um again i saw i put daniel on the spot i don't have a team name i just wanted to make him sweat a wee bit when i yeah, sorry mate, sorry. Um, <laughs> but my um, my team goes with um, the captain, which is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. Brett has been involved in pretty much all the starting, all the early 90s ones, except from the one where he fought Sean for the heavyweight belt in 92. He captained the 91 team, which had himself, Bulldog, Piper and Virgil in it. Um, I've got a funny story about Virgil which Gary put on the, the feed that I'll tell you about in a minute um, after this but Bret Hart's my main man he's my main captain and I think he, he's the main eventer you know it's always should be the team captain in my opinion um, the next one I was going for I was sort of looking for a, a mid-carder sort of to, to go in the team and I was sort of struggling between two different people here very different ends of the spectrum here um, one, the first one was going to either be Finn Balor. Um, the reason why I, put, I think he's a he's a crowd pleaser. He's really good. He's, he's an amazing wrestler. When I first seen Finn Balor was in 2012 at a first AICW event I went to in the garage where he, he, he'd just been signed by WWE a few months before that and he was going to the development. Um, he um, he lost the Zero G title to um, Mark Coffey that night but when I seen him I was like, wow. Plus he came out as a demon as well. We had the... The, the sort of Venom um, um, face paint on and it was just unreal so it was either between him and Roddy Piper I was going to I was sort of humming and hawing between two to go for Piper again nothing else I really need to say about Piper he's he's, he's, he's amazing he's, he's he's one of these guys sort of similar to one of my next choices as well as even though he, he only won that IC belt but he didn't really need a belt in order to keep on going um, and he fought in a number of um, Survivor Series matches, but I decided to go with um, Finn Balor as well to join the, a bit of a crowd pleaser there. Um, the next one I went for, I think you need to go for someone who can be a bit underhanded, a bit sneaky, a bit dirty, like sort of the way that Dave had with Guerrero. Um, so I went for Jake the Snake. Um, Jake, again, he's sort of similar to Piper. Um, he never won a belt, but he didn't need to, the way that Jake was, the way that he's... he's um, you know, the way he performed, his character as well. Um, he does the moves that no one really wants to do, you know, as well, and sort of some of the dirty moves and stuff like that. So I think he was he was important. The other one I was going to go for was someone as well that Dave said was either Jake Snake or Randy Orton. Um, so I picked, but I went for my old school head and went for um, Jake. And now the tag team bit, which was probably the most difficult bit of this because there was a few of them that I liked. Um, even though I love the Rockers, they weren't, they weren't part of this. They weren't, they weren't anywhere near this um, choice. So it was, it was a choice between Legion of Doom and Demolition. And I went for Demolition. Two hard-hitting wrestlers, you know, 
Um, he, I, I absolutely loved him, but it was a really difficult choice between them and the LOD. Um, the reason why I didn't pick the Rockers is I thought they were a bit too lightweight for this team. Um, as well, we need someone to come in there and a bit of a destroyer. Um, and Demolition were angry, they were scary, and Axe and Smash knew how, to, knew how to do a match as well. So that was that's my team, guys. Uh, before I move on to like the questions, why don't you tell us uh, your story about Virgil and why Gary now calls you Evil Uncle Derry? Aye, so we went to a show... It was, it was a show, me and Gary were still in primary school, we went to, my dad took us to a show um, at the Exhibition Centre and it was the first time WWE came to, came to Glasgow in years, I think it was, it was early 90s, um, so me and Gary every time they came out, me and Gary ran to the front, ran to the front and Gary was in front of me as Virgil, Virgil was um, feuding with DBOS at the time. You know, after he, he was his he was his sort of right hand man and then he went. So Virgil had the, the million dollar belt with him. So Gary had his hand out for a tag and Virgil was coming around tagging everybody. And just as Virgil got to Gary, I put my hand in front of Gary's hand and I got the tag so that Gary didn't get it. So uh, basically I so that's why um so that's why I'm evil on Coderry because of that. Even though he, Gary doesn't hold a grudge, it was nearly like 20 odd, 25 years ago, probably. <laughs> Eric the Snake Callahan. That was it. Yes. Anything, anything for a tag, mate. That was it. Mm. Dell the Snake right. Callahan there. Um. That was it. That was why. That was why Gary referred to me as that, and I still laugh about it to this day. So, um, has heinous action aside, Daniel? Um, would you like to <laughs> uh, critique uh, Dell's team? Right, so just to recap the full line up there, that was Demolition. Uh, Demolition, Jake, Balor, and Hart. Very interesting that out of the team, you've gone obviously with majority classic superstars, Balor being the only exception to that. Uh, do you maybe see like the styles maybe causing some friction in the team? I think I think they would complement each other more than anything um, when I look at it because I think you need a bit of everything. You've got Bret Hart, who's pretty much, you know, does every move excellent in terms of in terms of my opinion. I don't see him doing very many bad moves. Um, Jake Snake is very similar, you know, but he was sort of like like I said. I think you need someone in there to do the sort of basics, you know, wind, you know, like if if you're fighting someone, wind them down, you know, by doing these small. Sh- delicate moves, you've got Demolition who'll just go in there and mash it up, whereas you've also got Finn Balor who's a bit more high-flying, I would say, in terms of the rest of the guys, so something a wee bit different, and that's why I put I put him in as well, and just the first time I seen him, um, like I said, when I went to see, when I went to my first ICW show, it was just something something different about him that I haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't seen for a number of years in the wrestling, so that's why I, that's why I went for them. Not bad. Dave, I'll, uh, sorry, Alan, uh, I'll come to Dave. Uh, last for this one, I'll go to uh, Alan with this one. Um, a very, a very golden generation, very uh, late '80s, early '90s team that Gary's went for, with the exception of I'm Finn Balor. Derry, by the way, I'm Derry. Hey, I'm Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Scott McLean, Gary Callum here on Eat Sleep. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> 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 How many of them have you had? <laughs> right, uh, Alan, uh, better brother than Gary Derek Kernan has 
selected a very, a very late 80s, early 90s team, uh, yeah. with the exception of Finn Balor. Uh, is that something you would have went with, or do you think he's maybe went with too many from the one era? I kind of feel you went too many from one era. Uh, it's still a very good team. I mean, nobody's had a bad team, let's be honest. Um, looking at your team, I think your tag team selection is pretty strong. I mean, they would, Demolition would be in my top five, personally. They're strong, they're big, as you said, they're hard-hitting. You know, they, they take out all the boxing, you need a physical presence there. Do you see, yep, he does the dirty work. But for me, as you, I know you said he was a mid-carder. And that's a thing that holds him back, in my opinion. He was a mid-carder, never a main event guy. Um, Balor, I can't... I mean, every argument you made, I can't fault it. Balor's incredible, but Balor, next to some of these guys, he could be facing that a shine could be flung about. I mean, Balor against Lesnar, yeah, it's a great match, but you know Balor's going to get flung about. Yeah, he's your ticking time clock now. Um, and obviously, no surprise, you picked Brett, you know, Brett's brilliant, but Brett's got a habit of his ego making checks that his ass can't cash. So, I mean, it is very strong, but Brett's ego could be what's the downfall. I don't see, I wouldn't see Jake working with him particularly well. Uh, I think, I don't think there'd be a lot of cohesive chemistry in that team. I mean, if I take it out of five, I'd probably put about a three. I think Demolition, that to be your strongest part of that team. I feel they were the ones who'd be carrying you if you were to win. I wholeheartedly disagree with everything you said there, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, Gary. I mean, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hazel. <laughs> that's that's alright. I was kind of half expecting, like, I don't know, like, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all do know that this whole, like, round name thing is not going to get cut, by the way. I really hope this stays in. <laughs> Yes, I agree with Pamela there. So as we move <laughs> on here. Reigning 365 champion, I'll add. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Um, uh, Dave, uh, you talked about like Shawn Michaels, his pedigree at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Um, with Finn Balor being the exception, the more modern superstar, he's actually got quite a good record in Survivor Series. He's, he might not have been a, a sole survivor, but the only person to properly eliminate him was Randy Orton, which is no no shame given Randy Orton's record, mm-hmm. and he was kind of screwed over by his own teammates, uh, King Corbin, uh, Survivor Series 2018. So, a very, very strong team uh, packed by Derek. Uh, yeah. Would you like to have your thoughts on that? Um, well, there's not much I could really say that the guys haven't already said, um, but on paper, I think Derek's team actually does look pretty solid. You know, he's got a tag team in there, I know, and obviously, I think, now that you've said it out loud, a tag team would definitely be a great addition to any team, but uh, I have to go with some of the same arguments, is that it, it does seem a bit too, sort of, late 80s, early 90s heavy, you know, obviously, and, you know, with a guy like Finn Balory, would he not seem a little bit out of place? And I think, um, obviously, again, I think there's too much potential for personalities to clash, in this team like on paper it looks amazing but would it work in practice uh i have to admit i'm a bit skeptical on that uh Del, do you want to quickly retort to dave's argument there and then we'll move on to alan's team uh, dave and alan are talking shite so don't listen to them <laughs> no 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 not at all fair f- fair points guys like i said to you when i was doing my team i was thinking about guys that i i liked and i saw a survivor series tag match um 
you know, you know, it is a bit different when you've got guys like Elo, uh, when you've got Demolition and Jake Snake in there, they are a bit different, but I think that's what brings this team together. I think that's what makes, makes Survivor Series, the event in total, such an amazing event. It's probably my second favourite event other than a Rumble, but it's also quite similar to a Rumble because it puts wrestlers that you never normally see together wrestling, mm-hmm. which is what I love about it. Um, as well, it builds storylines, it develops storylines as well, very similar to a Rumble, and that's probably, you know, that's why I picked these guys. Like uh, I said, there was a few other options in there, like I said, I was going to bring in Orton instead of Jake um, as well, which would have been in a bit more, um, which would have been a bit more now rather than my generation, which I used to, which I love watching as 90s WWF as it was in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your choice of Bret Hart doesn't surprise me because I know he's your absolute favourite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing as Derek tried to put Daniel on the spot with team names, I've given Derek the team name, get it up you Daniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, we'll move on to yours. Five minutes, starting with your captain. If you have a team name, fire away. If not, we won't put you on the spot. Uh, team name, I don't really have one. I'd call it, I'd probably call it the top guys. There we go, go with that. Shite name, I know. Let me put it this way, right? Coming on to this show, I knew two of my five. And it's only in the last couple of minutes I've actually managed to make my team. Um, because I've been looking at this, they'll go with my favourites, and they'll go with from a storyline perspective. And I've kind of tried to do a bit of both. Now, this isn't my team, but if you're going with a storyline perspective, you'd be going Hogan, Lesnar, Goldberg, Taker, and Kane. They would destroy everyone. Uh, but that's not the team I've actually picked because let's be honest they all would have to go at some point but it's been difficult but I've narrowed it down um, I've kind of went away from tag teams because most Survivor Series matches don't have actual tag teams in them yeah I know there has been others that there have been but I've picked a team where everyone, most of the people have tagged at some point and there is a bit of chemistry so I'll start with my captain no surprise who it's going to be it's my personal favourite of all time the, the man who won the best Survivor Series match in history, The Rock, 2001, stopping the Alliance. So he's my captain, locker room leader, respected by all, hated by none. My next pick is The Undertaker, specifically the 1995 one that Dan mentioned earlier because he was so dominant and destructive. However, everyone knows Taker's personality. Yes, he's a locker room leader, but he doesn't have to be the front man. He is happy to go behind and support. So he's valid, he's, he's so crucial to the team to ensure that he keeps egos in check, to make sure everyone stays in place and backs the leader. As a result of that, I've kind of picked somebody else who's very similar to that role and again as a leader and he's revered by all, but to kind of point, make points that Dave has mentioned and also that uh, Derek has mentioned your sneakiness and your dirty player. So I've went for heel Triple H. Mm-hmm. Triple H, I think without questions, the greatest heel ever. He literally gets under your skin. I want to just leather him when he's a heel. He's so good. Um, and obviously being you know, a 14 time world champion also helps. So he's got the full package in my opinion. He's, he can, he's got he, the heel sneakiness he's got. He's been in umpteen Survivor Series matches. You know, he's a, he's a leader in the locker room, but he doesn't have to be the guy. He can keep egos in check. So my next one I went for, and again, this one's purely for brutality, and it's the same reason Dave picked him, it's Roman Reigns. Roman is just a bulldozer, especially looking right now. He's been like his entire career. Um, again, 
like an ego idea. It doesn't, yes, it, like, I know right now he's the whole hand the tribal chief thing, and also they're going to set him in Raw Cup for Mania, which I hope they do, and I hope Rock scalps him. But <laughs> before that, he's just kind of saying ego, he's happy that he will work as a team, he'll do whatever it needs to, to get the win, and that's why I've picked him here. And lastly, I've gone for my personal favourite, still on the active roster, but and everything Dave's already mentioned, AJ Styles. You've got your high flying guy, the technical ability. Yes, he can match the powerhouses, and he doesn't have the ego like many others have. And I feel this is a team who cohesively work together. They're all main event players. They're all former world champions. They've all performed in Survivor Series matches. I, I feel they could unite to be quite dominant and actually win without losing any of them. So that's my team. Sorry, I had a wee bit of crackle on the speaker there. Uh, would you last pick AJ Styles? Yes. Yes, right. No worries. Um, so, Dave, um, Alan kind of, he rated, you know, every other team they started with yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could rate that out of five stars, what would you rate it? Three and a half. That's awesome. I think, uh, no, I have a... I think that team is is quite power heavy, you know, in terms of big guys. Like the only really sort of high flying, sort of smaller guy is AJ Styles. But you know, when you got guys like The Rock, Triple H, uh, who was who was on your team again? Like Rock, Taker, Styles, Reigns, Triple H. Yeah, like Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Triple H, Rock, all big guys. Like. I don't think there's much diversity when it comes to, you know, specific wrestling styles. And another glaring aspect I have, Heel Triple H was an absolute egomaniac. Like, Heel Triple H will no doubt try and make it all about him. Like, I I do not see him being uh, a full-on team player in this match. I I can see him pull off dirty tactics. I see where you're getting that from. And, you know, he's obviously the cerebral assassin, so he has a very sort of pinpoint methodological attack pattern. But... I worry this team is just one ego trip away from self-imploding, you know, despite all the star power that's behind it. Okay, I will well, have Alan... Sorry, sorry. Before, before he gets a chance to talk, I'm going to ask Daniel to give his opinion on it and then he can respond to both Daniel and Dave and then we'll, uh, we'll go to Derek to finish it off. But Daniel, 95 Undertaker, just like you, a dominant superstar, Roman Reigns, eliminating four men in his first ever Survivor Series, as Dave said earlier. Very dominant team, but Triple H has, as of recently, as, sorry, as recently as of 2017, has turned on his own team. Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, Triple H probably would be the one that would muck up things for the team there. The other thing I would ask as well is, since we named a few specific, like, errors from guys, so we have, like, 95 Taker, you mentioned, like, 2001 Rock. <laughs> My question would be, which era Triple H are we talking? Because are we talking Evolution, Reign of Terror? Are we talking McMahon-Helmsley faction? Like, what are we thinking? Evolution. Uh, Well, we know what happened last time Triple H Evolution was on a tag team with uh, Batista, Edge, and Snitsky in 2004. They lost. Yeah, everyone loses tag team, everyone loses. (laughs) But I I totally get your point you're saying, but let me put it this way. Would you know rather have Triple H in your team doing the dirty in the opposite? Or would you rather be facing the dirty player? You want him in your team because you know you can't trust him. He's, he's so desperate for the victory, you can do whatever it takes to get them. So that's why I think it's a no-brainer. I can totally see your point. Evol- his evolution work is just superb. It's just that whole era. That was just him at his absolute pinnacle. He was so good. 
Um, so I would rather have the dirty player in my team than face him. Because if I face him, I know I'm going to lose, guys. So that's why I would rather have him in my team. Because even if he is the weak link and he does go, what's left is still very, very strong. Now, to come back to your other point, you're saying AJ Styles is the only sort of high flyer. Yes, he is on high flyer, but he's not the fast, he's not only a fast, quick guy in the team. Look at Undertaker on that thing. Undertaker walking along the top rope like a cat, flying through the air. Undertaker and his prime could really move and really fly. And there's some high flyers that don't even go the way he did. So I don't really consider that Undertaker, yes, Undertaker is a big guy and I have went for more power over high flying because normally in Survivor Season that's what wins. But Taker can go there, he can go to that place and he can do the sort of high flying fast moves. Roman has shown it as well in previous times. Look at Roman jumping out the ring over the top rope and landed about 8 to 10 feet away from the ring. You know, he's jumping about 15 to 20 feet but no, no other support. So Roman's got some athleticism there, you can show. Raw can take on that aspect. Yeah, they could be considered weak links in that aspect, but their power, their technical appraisal, their, well, just everything else about them makes up for that weakness. And then, as I said, they're all Team WWF to the victory. And anyway, to me, that is the ultimate captain's pick. You can't pick anyone else, because although people, I know we've all had our issues with looking back at, the, the invasion angle now but see growing up in that as a 12, 13 year old boy watching it you don't think of storytelling you don't think of where's this going what's the, what's the story going to be you just love in the moment and it was the dream because you wanted WTW to go against WWF and ECW coming you wanted it and you just you loved it you just never knew what was going to happen because it was exciting type wrestling so well, well you're, doing, you're doing a good job here defending the team you know on all aspects but I will bring in uh, the last person to critique your team. Derek, um, do you have any critique on what Alan just said there or his team as a whole? Um, the team, I think it's a, it's, it's a fantastic team, but my only few issues is it's sort of similar to the way Dave was, is there's too many big names in there, too many leaders. Um, I could end up seeing you know, these guys fighting amongst themselves more than anything <laughs> sometimes when you look at it. Um, like I said, it's a, it's, it is a great team, but I've got a question, um, which, um, you know, people that, that Dan asked Dave, because um, you don't have a tag team in it, if you had to take two people out and put a tag team in, who would you take out and what tag team would you put in? I would take out, I would probably take out Styles at Triple H and I'd put 3D in. That's a bit better, that's a bit more traditional. <laughs> yeah, but they need to get eliminated. They need to get eliminated, you know. They're not going to stay there at the end. They're going to be the first to it. That's why I avoided the tag team picks. I said I do I, think, I think it's I do think it's a great team, but it's just too many big, big names in there. Too many leaders as well. Too many egos. And I know I'm a hypocrite saying I think I said it to Dave about how you're having a strong team and you're never going to get all those guys in the one match. I get it. I know I'm a hypocrite, but. As Dave said, it's your dreams yep. are obviously this team quite cool. Exactly. It's either go big or go home. Right, well, thanks for that, guys. Well, you've all put great arguments forward. Uh, I've got Daniel with team A-A-D-D-S-Q-O-S. <laughs> making it easy. Um, David, team best of the best. Derek, team get it up, you Daniel. And <laughs> uh, Alan, team top guys. All these team names should be no Adam Cole, really? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? No, I, actually, baby. I, I very, 
I did consider that, Derek. I did consider it. <laughs> I had to put personal preference aside on that one. So, Dave, your team, Undertaker, HBK, co-captains, AJ Styles, Eddie Guerrero, Roman Reigns. I think you kind of killed yourself when you're on argument. You said Eddie Guerrero would just be happy to be there. But then, at the same time, you know, you had, you had too many... I think you did have too many big names there. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, Undertaker and uh, sorry, Team WWF getting along. Yeah, they got along, but they fought the whole way. You know, Rock fought with Jericho. Undertaker and Kane fought with Rock and Jericho because they couldn't get along. So, it's a good team, Undertaker, HBK, AJ Styles, Eddie Guerrero, Roman Reigns. But I think... That is too many storyline aspects for fallouts and matches at TLC the month later. I think I'm going to have to eliminate that one. Uh, same with Alan Rock, Undertaker, Heel Triple H. You know, as, as recent as 2017, Heel Triple H turned on Raw, joined SmackDown, then turned on SmackDown and came back to Raw. You know, two turns in the one night, he's no big show. Uh, and I think Roman may clash with Rock as a very power-heavy team. Derek and Daniel, I've got... It's hard to separate them because the main critique of uh, Derek's team was clashing personalities and Balor being out of place. And Daniel's main critique was American Alpha. You know, they before they could get going on NXT, they get drafted to SmackDown. Before they could get going on SmackDown, Jason Jordan get drafted to, to Raw. So I think D- Derek's team are uh, Brett, Balor, Jake the Snake, Axon Smash is brilliant, but I'm going to have to give it to Daniel. Undertaker, Big E, Shayna, Gable and Jordan, they're not your... Your usual suspects, but you know, many a year of survival series, it's not your usual suspects that, that pick up the win. And you know, we're talking about big guys not getting eliminated. All you need to do is look at 2016. You know, you had the Universal Champion and WWE Champion going out before the end. So I'm going to give it to Daniel. I think Daniel, with his team far too long to name, has won the Dream Survivor Series team. Yeah, the the All American Dark Side Day Queen of Spades. Yes, it's a very fantastic team. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not, not reading that. <laughs> yeah, if you did say uh, aspects would be included, I probably would have changed it up a bit. But I get, I, I think your judgment is uh, was fair enough. I, I, I'm just going for like who had the least critique, and like Daniel kind of got off lately, I think, because it was starting out. So maybe it's the order event. Maybe if Daniel. Right, right, I've, got, I've got a few more points standing. <laughs> no, we're done. But the vote's done. We're done. <laughs> yep, sorry, right. decision's made. If Daniel, if we went back to Daniel, we'd have probably started shouting at him about Shayna and Big E and all that. But <laughs> D- Daniel, with the history of the team and possibility of matches that this team could have, I think won it. Uh, we put it out on social media. We got a few responses back on Twitter and on the Facebook community. Possibly the greatest Twitter name I've ever seen here, by the way. Crab sticks in the pan, versions of pie being burned. Uh, he tweeted, Team Cena v Team Authority was one of my favourite matches of 2014. Dream Survivor Series match of mine is 2015 ICW's NAK, Chris Renfrew, BT Gun, Wolfgang, Kayleigh Ray, Stevie versus 2016's LIJ, Naito, um, horrible with the pronunciation here, Hiromu, Evil, Sanada, and Bushi. His Dream Survivor Series team would be Stone Cold, John Moxley, Hiromu, got me twice for that, Dude Love and Rampage Brown. <laughs> Very team there. Um, Jack Graham says Dolph Ziggler had a phenomenal performance against the authority back in the day. Criminal that we never capitalised on him after that. Uh, I asked Jack if he thought Dolph Ziggler would get in his Dream Survivor Series team. He said, I think for that performance alone he has to. John Cena, The Rock, Randy Orton, AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, that's some team, but that's, that's a team ready to explode. We egos that one. What was um, it? Cena, Rock, Dolph, who else? Uh, Cena, Orton. Rock, 
I can answer them, David. Come on. Hey. Uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, John Cena, Randy. The Rock, and Dolph Ziggler. Jesus, I, that's just like Big Al's ready to explode. <laughs> I still see you wrong. My team is not. Did you fall in place? I'm sure you the Strack says his favourite Survivor Series team of all time is 2006's Team DX, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. If he had Dream Survivor Series team, it'd be AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Dave Faulkner's former favourite wrestler Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black, Stevens just put Steve Wilson's just put a photo of the headbangers. <laughs> headbangers D'Lo Brown and Godfather for no reason Steven at all. is a headbanger he said but no <laughs> you... <laughs> uh, he said in all seriousness the 2001 WWE team and his dream team would be Stone Cold CM Punk Daniel Bryan Seth Rollins and Macho Man Randy Savage Dave Campbell also uh, echoes what Strack says his fave team is Team DX from 2006 He's got an all-female dream team here of Trish Stratus, Beth Phoenix, Sasha Banks, Io Shirai, and Asuka. Uh, Gary Kernahan, the evil uncle Gary Kernahan, has <laughs> said, Survivor Series 1991, tremendous star power in the opening match, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, British Bulldog, Ric Flair, Million Dollar Man on the teams, but Virgil, and Warlord, Virgil Warlord and Mountie let the side down a bit. I think that's a bit disrespectful to your best pal, uh, Virgil there, Derek. Who he says, I'll be having lots with him when I see him tomorrow. I mean, he was million dollar champ at this time. I think he's just bitter that you get the tag and he didn't. He was, I mean, he does have a point when you're when you're looking at that match because it's got like, it's just a, a crazy lineup when you when you think about it because there's Brett, there's Piper who is always massive in it as well, Bulldog as well, but Virgil had a, had a feud with DiBiase at the time, obviously the stuff I spoke about previously as well, so, um, and then you've got like guys like Ric Flair and stuff like that, and then the Warlock got thrown in it just for good measure, I think, because they couldn't find anybody else, but it was a, it's a pretty formidable team uh, lineup there, I would say so. Uh, he also said he loved, he also said he loved it when teams get their own special names, special mention to the Ultimate Warriors of 1990, which is WWF Champion Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom and the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. And he says number five on the 10 best Survivor Series teams on the RollingStorm.com deserves a special mention, which is Jerry Lawler, Triple H, Dr. Isaac Yankum, and everyone's favourite, Fissera. <laughs> <laughs> Scott has said Team WWF from Survivor Series 01 has got to be one of the all time greats. Team Bischoff and Team Austin from Survivor Series 2003 is very underrated. Two solid teams. For his dream team, he's went Demon Kane, Corporate Kane, Isaac Yankum, Fake Diesel and the Christmas Creature. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask if he had considered Harry Kane, but I was wet with a resounding no. <laughs> any, ch- any chance of the Hurricane? Yeah, Hurricane would be a good shout, I mean. What about, um, what about Lady Kane? Lady Kane as well. Uh, <laughs> Alan Laurie has about four here. I'm going to read them all out because they're all quite good. Uh, he said his favourite team is WWF01. His dream team would be Eddie, HBK, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro and Big E. His dream female team would be China, Trish, Lita, Sasha and Bianca Belair. If he could have a Scottish indie team, he'd have the Slayer of Stephen Wilson, ADM, uh, KOE, Ian Skinner and BT Gunn. For a female team, he'd have Emily Hayden, Brody, Brody Adler, Athena, 
just now Shaw and Chantel Jordan. And if he could do a team WWE versus team AEW, he would have Orton, Drew, Roman, The Miz and Seth versus Cody, Moxley, Jericho, Kingston and Lance Archer. <laughs> some, uh, some massive teams to digest there, but as we move on to some of the greatest teams in Survivor Series history, uh, Daniel, I'll start with you. Is there any teams that sort of stick out to you as like the best of all time? I mean, it's very weird because it, when you go year by year with the, the teams, you can get a very mixed bag when it comes to the lineups you get. I would say, like, you look at one of the teams that was mentioned there, Team DX from 2006, you look at who they went against in the match as well. They went against uh, Rated RKO, Johnny Nitro, uh, Mike Knox, and I'm trying to remember who the other one... Gregory Helms. Greg Helms, there we go. Um, like, on paper, you could look at that and think, okay, it's great, but then Knox got eliminated after the, uh, the whole Kelly Kelly angle, even to the point where Michaels turns around and just goes, who was that? Like, you know, mid-match burial right there. Uh, then, obviously, clean sweep of the whole team. DX come out looking fantastic. Same argument could be made for the team I mentioned earlier on, the dark side from 1995. Taker eliminated the whole team, essentially making... Vega, Godwin, and Rikishi look like decorations. You know, I mean, they they had their bit. Like, I think, I think Henry got his one bit of like holding up the the, the pile of like whatever it was, just like hey, hey come yeah, the boy. Uh, I would say if I was to go for like a team that I thought was pretty great on like when you looked at, it, and this even goes for both versions of the team, the one that we were originally meant to have and the one that we got instead. I would even look at Team SmackDown from two thousand five because if you remember, this was. Um, like the first real big year they started doing the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing, mm-hmm. which totally didn't inspire, like totally didn't come off the back of a very popular video game series at the time. <laughs> totally nothing related to that. Um, but for Team SmackDown, you had, if I'm remembering correctly, you had Batista, you had JBL, you had Bobby Lashley, you had Rey Mysterio, and you had Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, of course, as we all know, uh, Eddie Guerrero was meant to be a member of this team. Uh, he was meant to replace... Well, he was originally meant to be there instead of Randy. But then, also because of things, Batista was meant to get switched out for Randy because Batista was injured at the time. So the plan was Eddie was going to take the world title and lead the team as champion. Obviously, I would have loved to see how that match went with Eddie in it, but going on how that team went, you had the heavy hitters. Like, Batista obviously was injured, so he was your weak link there. But Batista, at full strength, could easily go through that team very well. JBL, heavy hitter, he can't complain. Rey Mysterio, the quickness and, you know, just like high-flying ability, he can out-maneuver like big guys on the other team. Uh, Lashley, just absolute powerhouse. Back then, he was still very new and people were still not sure what to expect from him, so he had plenty of room to surprise him. And Randy Orton, at that point, on a win streak of Survivor Series matches, you can't really go against him there. Just don't remind him about what happened with Undertaker after the match, and he'll be fine with it. <laughs> that is, um, that's some team there. I'm just reminded uh, when you talked about Undertaker going through an entire team. Big Show once went through two teams at Survivor Series 1999. He was told he needed a team to take on Bossman's team of Albert, Viscera, and Midian. So he was given Finaki, Takamichinoku, and the Blue Meanie. He battered all three of them before the match. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I've got the exact times here. He eliminated... I think the match went about four minutes. And he eliminated everyone. (laughs) Absolute nut job. (laughs) 
Survivor yeah. Series match. Midian was eliminated by Big Show in 18 seconds. Prince Albert was eliminated by Big Show in 30 seconds. Viscera was eliminated by Big Show in 55 seconds. And Big Boss Man ran away at a minute 26. So wow. there you go. That is, that is seven men that Big Show battered. But as you say, Daniel, um, it does it does really count for something who's across the ring from you. Mm. Um, Derek, is there any that the viewers have mentioned or any just your personal favourites that that stick out to you? What what has been one of your favourite Survivor Series team? Um, probably one of my favourite ones was in the um, 89 Survivor Series. This is me going back to my most school roots here. But it was um, the team of the Ultimate Warrior, the Rockers and Jim Nighthart versus the Heenan family, which was all people managed by Bobby Heenan at the time. So he had Andre the Giant, Haku and Ann Anderson. And then at the last minute, Bobby Heenan actually was in the match as well. Um, Bobby Heenan was great in it. He had on like a, the same um, ring attire that Andre the Giant had um, on as well. It was, it was brilliant. So, so what happened was, it was supposed to be Ann Anderson um, it was the Brainbusters with him and Tilly Blanchard, but Tilly Blanchard got sacked the day of the Survivor Series for failing a, prod, uh, failing a drugs test. So they needed somebody to come in. So Bobby Heenan said, I'll, I'll do it. So he ended up in the match and it was a, a comedy value because Warrior was after, Warrior had a few at the time, but he was also after Bobby Heenan. Um, and Bobby Heenan was just like the old school manager in it. You know, he got a few guys pinned. Um, he, he counted for getting Shawn Michaels pinned in it by Ann Anderson um, and then by the end of it it was everybody was pinned and it was Warrior versus Bobby uh, the last two standing in it um, and Bobby Heenan was just he was just amazing throughout the match that was one of the ones that, that came to me obviously Bobby Heenan get pinned get pinned by the Warrior no surprise there um, after it um, as well, but like like um, some of the, some of the team names from back in the early days as well, like like Gary mentioned, um, he's still in my thunder here because I had all these ones written down before he before he before you said them, Ross. Um, as well, you know, like some of the old like like the one that he mentioned, the, the Ultimate Warrior one with the Warrior Tornado and LOD. That was that was a great tag team because you had Warrior main eventer, the Texas Tornado coming up and then you had a tag team in it and an amazing tag team in LOD. So it was proper old school Survivor Series style, which is my favourite. And I think me and Daniel had me and Dan had a conversation about this before we started. This is the way that the Survivor Series should be. Five or six matches of old school Survivor Series matches. No title matches involved in it. No nothing. Just old school Survivor Series. I agree with you to a point. I do believe the the WWE champ versus Universal champ, and you know we spoke about it. I believe either before we came on or in the first half that you know it is getting a bit. Oh, it's September. Sorry, it's November. We're gonna we're gonna have Raw versus SmackDown. It does feel a bit old hat. I wouldn't mind seeing like the US champ or the the tag champs in a traditional Survivor Series match, and then maybe to change it up a wee bit, have say. SmackDown's US champion, or sorry, Raw's US champion challenges a SmackDown star, you know, just to break it up a wee bit, but 
it did start out um, all Survivor Series teams, and I just want to get your opinion. Would you be interested in what they did at the first Survivor Series, the Ultimate Survivors team, where you had all the heels who had won or survived in the Survivor Series matches at the start of the night, and yeah. all the faces? Because you could easily, to you know, look at Keith Lee last year. Imagine Keith Lee's the only NXT guy that gets into the face team, but he gets to the end of the night and then he's the last guy standing in the main event. You can yep. make a star in one night with the Survivor Series. Yep, and you can also make so many storylines during that as well. You can develop so many storylines um, through that as well. I think that's a great shout, um, doing something like um, doing something like that, and I would, I would love to see them. I'd love to see them doing it, definitely. I'm just looking at the, the first Survivor Series just in 1987 just to see who was actually on that on that match. Just two wee seconds. Two seconds. It was Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man one Gang, man gang. And, Rick, and Rick Rude defeating Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Ken Patera and Paul Londorf. And even though Andre didn't win at WrestleMania, they kind of kept Andre boiling over with the Survivor Series win. So that's what Survivor Series is all about. It doesn't have to be the WWF champion winning. And Dave, we saw that as recently as 2016. We did mention that, that mm-hmm. both AJ Styles and Kevin Owens managed to get themselves eliminated in the 5v5 match. But we also seen what I mentioned, where Raw's Cruiserweight Champion challenged a SmackDown star and SmackDown's IC Champion challenged a Raw star. Would you like to see all Survivor Series matches as uh, Derek and Daniel mentioned, or would, it, would you prefer a mixed bag? Honestly, I would lean more towards the Survivor Series matches themselves because, you know, it's that type of year where, you know, this is... Uh, For a long time, you know, it was all about, you know, and it still is to this day, you know, a bit about brand supremacy. But there was also times where, like, say, between, like, 2011 and 2015, you know, some matches were just sort of flunked together at the last minute. And I wasn't really a huge fan of that because it didn't give me a chance to really sort of get invested into it all of a sudden. Because I remember we just said earlier at the night, we were saying, like, New Day, Sheamus and Wade Barrett were all formed into a tag team literally with a, a day's notice. And it just didn't give me enough time to really get stuck in to the match as well it's just like a bunch of guys like who are all faces or all heels they just get flung together and then they just say fight like i'm not really a fan of that but i think if they really emphasize on the brand supremacy or it's like faction warfare like you know in the attitude era when there were tons of factions going around that would be the good crescendo for a survivor series match and i think to an extent the invasion angle did have the potential it was just really poorly executed at the in that bit but One thing you did mention about 2016, that was actually one of my favorite uh, Survivor Series matches because it was the first uh, like brand split Survivor Series in about like since 2005, I believe. And this one in particular, I think it was a breakout moment for guys like Bray Wyatt in particular, who actually eliminated Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in this match. But it was also a showcase of talents for guys like Braun Strowman, who had just broken out as a single star and he was already selected to be a part of Team Raw. And there he is mingling with guys like, as for mentioned, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, and the Universal Champion at the time, Kevin Owens. And it was really good to see all five of these guys in the ring at the same time when Raw came to Glasgow in 2016. So maybe that's a bit of a personal bias as to why I'm more invested into this Survivor Series match. But that team alone, you know, I thought to myself that I wouldn't want to go up against this team because they look absolutely phenomenal on paper. Yeah, um... Sometimes we've saw WF bring in like new new variations to the Survivor Series concept, Alan. You know, nineteen ninety eight, the Deadly Games. It wasn't about elimination tag matches. It was about elimination tournaments. 
where a new WWF champion would be crowned. Do you think WWF should maybe keep that concept for a different pay-per-view? Or do you think every so often putting that in Survivor Series could maybe maybe freshen it up? No, just to start off, that was the very first Survivor Series I've ever seen in. To this day, it's still my favourite. I love that Survivor Series. I think, and I think, what, forget what I know what Survivor Series is, but I hear Survivor Series, and if somebody doesn't know what that means to you, Tag Team Wrestling doesn't come into that at all. It's about surviving and beating whoever you need to go through to get to the end goal. So I feel, I kind of agree with what you said. I, I think the brand thing is done for me. I am, I've got no interest in that at all anymore because it's, who cares who's the better brand? Because yes, look at the 2018 Raw Clean Sweep virtually bar the pre-show, but SmackDown I think was probably the better show. So it, it makes no sense. It's just, it's pointless to me. I, I feel like the deadly game idea has to come back. And I mean, why do if you want to have sort of like a mini tournament in the game, in the paper few and then I don't know, make it even deadlier, you know. So for example, you've got eight, eight guys in a team and say they're going after Randy Orton, Burger champion. Whoever wins the match the matches and gets to win the tournament has to fight Randy straight after the match. So Randy's fresh and we've done anything all night, but you've had a guy go through, let's just say for example, through who's went through some other guys. He's won and he's got to go head to head there and then. Make put the deadly game emphasis into the guys went through three matches already and then you put them against a fresh champion. Make it more interest. That to me sounds more like a survivor series tag team wrestling doesn't come to at all. It's it, again that's what the whole idea of survivor series is, is the tag team. But that one year night game, which is the first year I ever watched that, that to me is still the best survivor series pay-per-view that I've ever been and is you said that can make stars with fine guys like Keith Lee in, okay? Might not necessarily want it, but get them to the final. There's no shame of Keith Lee getting to the final and say losing to Drew. There's absolutely no shame in that because Keith Lee's still going to go over. People are still going to rave about him. So there's no there's no harm in doing it. And I think it's, I think it's where the deadly game would really help the women's division. Because the women's division in, uh, in Raw and SmackDown isn't the strongest. And being able to give guys, girls like Bianca Belair you know, and even just a lot of people are really critical, but give the chance to like Lana to showcase she can wrestle. Could be quite an intriguing concept. So I would love to see the tournament thing come back and what's get away from the actual tag team wrestle. Yeah, it's a it's a good point to put forward, uh, because you know we talk about matches do get stale, concepts do get stale. Just to correct myself, it was actually Survivor Series 1990. They did the Ultimate Survivors. It was Hulk Hogan, Tito Santana, and the Ultimate Warrior winning a three-on-five Survivor Series match against Hercules, Bob Roma, Rick Martel, Ted DiBiase, and letting the side down again, as Gary said, the Warlord. It's <laughs> <laughs> a concept that can make stars, but, you know, I, I personally lean towards more Survivor Series being Survivor Series, you know, I don't mind if we do Raw v Smackdown, like maybe mix up like a Raw team can challenge the Smackdown Tag Team Champions, etc. Or we could have the US Champ and the Universal Champ in the Survivor Series match. I think what they do to keep it fresh is, is interesting, but I don't mind the idea of a tournament actually being on the show. But I'm going to go around the panel just in the last 10 minutes, just some of your favourite teams a year's gone by and just why they were your favourites. Uh, Daniel, I'll start with you. I would say for favourite team, 
<clears throat> I'm kind of inclined to go with more of a recent one in the last few years, just because of how brilliant the dynamic on the team was. And that's Team Raw from 2016, because you not only had Rollins and Reigns, you had, um, <laughs> like, you had, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Strowman was in the team as well, yeah? Yep. Like, you had Rollins, Reigns, Strowman, and then you had the best friends, not Chuck and Trent, you had <laughs> Kevin and Chris. Chris and Kevin. It's one of those ways. You can you can decide for yourselves. But the dynamic was perfect. I just remember the segment they did where they confront the SmackDown team and Jericho just goes, can I have your attention please? We have a lost child at, at ringside. Oh, oh, you look horrid. In fact, you know what happens when you look like that at me? Huh? You know what happens? You just made the list! <laughs> like, the whole build-up with that team was fantastic. And I remember also... The, sorry, Roscoe. No, no, on you go, on you go. Like, I remember the, it was the, the, the Glasgow show, so just just double check, who out of us here was at that show? Yeah, I was. Me. Sweet. I just bought a house, I couldn't go. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that main event, the Fatal Five Way between the team, mm. oh, that, that was a brilliant, that was a brilliant one. The finish to it was bloody fantastic. I love that finish. I mean, I, I had I had probably the most frightening view of it possible. I was front row. Like I, I watched the whole thing up close, and that that spot with um, the power bomb through the table at the end, it was as brutal as it looked. <laughs> yeah, that that for me, that Survivor Series as a whole was one of my favourites in recent years, just because as we mentioned, Survivor Series had been a bit a bit crap for a few years. It had, you know, we saw the rumours that Vince wanted to get rid of it. You know, he brought in bragging rights, which had worked well for a couple of years, but then it just it kind of went on its arse. I think this Survivor Series, just because SmackDown was classed as a land of opportunity, Raw and SmackDown had called up so many NXT stars, so we were seeing all these guys for the first time with the tag match, with the women's match, with the men's match. And then we had the added incentive of titles, maybe going to Raw and SmackDown. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Team SmackDown for me that year. AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon. Absolutely amazing team. And the fact that that match went 52 minutes long is just absolutely sensational. Uh, David, we'll come to you next. Uh, a favourite Survivor Series team of years gone by? Well, as were mentioned, I think my favourite match was probably the, the 2016 one that Daniel's referring to. I think Team Raw was just absolutely phenomenal. But if I had to choose another team that I think was pretty damn impressive, I think I've, it's one that's already been mentioned, but I would actually go with uh, Team DX from 2006. Because, you know, you had two outstanding tag teams, two legendary tag teams with DX and the Hardy Boys. And then you had the, the fast rising star who was on the, the ECW brand, which just made a comeback, CM Punk, who was very, very popular with the, the audience at the time. I think all those five together, you know, it sort of symbolized, you know, you've got the two leaders of the locker room in DX. You've got the legendary tag team that had just been reunited because Jeff had just returned by that point, uh, which was great. And then obviously you had the rising star, which shows... This is the plethora of talent that WWE has to offer uh, at this point in time. So I think the match itself, you know, the, the one-sided victory, I suppose it made them, made all of them look strong. Although it did, in retrospect, make Team Rated RKO look pretty weak. But then again, aside from Edge and Randy Orton, that team looked pretty weak to begin with. So I think for that argument, I think Team DX, you know, and they cut a promo at the start of the show as well. Although I do have the impression that there was a bit of backstage politicking between uh, between them at the time, between CM Punk and Triple H in particular. So, and it was one of the first Survivor Series I watched as well. And it just sticks in the memory for that reason of seeing all five of those guys in the same spot at that time. And they went on to do a clean sweep. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a rarity a team that actually gets a clean sweep at Survivor Series. My memories of that match are the fact that 99.9% of that crowd was going mental when DX won. And I don't think it affected, you know, team rated RKO because you had Gregory Helms who was ducking Matt Hardy, you had Johnny Nitro who was trying to steal Jeff Hardy's Intercontinental title and had done so on multiple occasions. You had, you know, Mike Knock, who cares, and rated RKO getting their comeuppance. But the camera panned, and this is the greatness of Kevin Dunn, the camera panned to the only two people in the crowd wearing Randy Orton and Edge shirts who were absolutely livid that this team got absolutely annihilated. There's loads of people around them, and yet they just focus on these two guys going, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I actually vaguely remember that, and it was just hilarious to watch. You know, this was the age before, you know, the audience started cheering the heels and booing the faces and stuff. God, remember those days? Oh. Yeah. Remember when wrestling was fun and the people didn't complain? Everage Farmer, uh, Farmer remembers. Yes, Derek Kernahan remembers also because he, your, your era was the the golden era, you know, Hulkamania, you know, when people didn't try to be hipster smart, like, you know, Grant. Uh, <laughs> 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 if you could, before, uh, we'll finish off with you and then we'll, sorry, we'll go to you and then finish off with Alan. A favourite Survivor Series team? Um, probably looking at uh, 1990 Survivor Series. There's a few in here that are pretty good. Like, like we mentioned before, the team named the Warriors, which had the LOD Texas Tornado and Ultimate Warrior, which was which was a good team. But they they fought the Perfect Team, which was Mr. Perfect and the three members of Demolition, which is Axe, Smash, and uh, Crush, um, who came into it. The Hawaiian Crush came into Demolition, which I was not too fond of that. But I did, that was a pretty good team. Um, the other one was the Million Dollar Team, which had the Honky Tonk Man, Greg Valentine. DBOSA and The Undertaker in it as well. That's a pretty that's a pretty good team. Um, quite like that. And they fought the dream team, which was Brett, Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and Jim Nighthart, which is a pretty good team. I'd say they are probably my favourite teams. And I love some of the, the, the team names as well that you had. Obviously you had um the Hulkamaniacs, which had Bossman, Hogan, Jim Duggan and Tugboat versus the natural disasters, which had the Barbarian Dino Bravo, Earthquake and Haku, and these names are just brilliant. They're just awesome. So I I would say around about that time is my... Uh, oh, the other one, uh, the one that I liked is the Vipers, which had Jake Snake, Jimmy Superfly, Snooker, and the Rockers, Marty and Sean. Um, and it's well, that's a pretty cool team. I'd say that's my 90s Survivor Series is the bomb. That is some team that, but I think seeing this era where WWE Shop.com put anything on a t-shirt, yes. see the team name and not having, like, American football-style jersey. Can you imagine the Vipers 2020, captained by Randy Orton? I mean, I'm sorry, I'd snap these t-shirts up. I am a mark <laughs> for this stupid stuff. I, I absolutely love that stuff. I'd, I'd have my team Viper American football jersey on. You could have guys like Randy, see Alistair Black in there as well, a few dark guys and stuff like that as well, and try to think of, a, you know, who else could be in it. Um, Try to think of anybody else that could be in it these days. Champa. Champa. Yeah. Champa, yeah. Maybe Gargano? You could have a team like DIY. that. DIY. DIY. Yeah. You could have you could have Randy, Alistair Black, and Champa Dugan. Oh. So you could have... I'm working with Randy. Imagine that. Oh, good God. Team oh, Creepy yeah. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tá caro, é... Speak Match. <risos> é, Alan, as we come to you, I think I can tell that it's. Can I guess that it's Survivor Series 01 Team WWF? The greatest one of them all, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, and a half. That match doesn't have a weak link. When I listen to other matches, yeah, there's a lot of good performers in it, but there's always a weak link. This match doesn't have a weak link at all. Every one of them is at the top of their game in the prime. Team WWF is just it's five of their seven biggest stars. They're in it. The other two are in the alliance. So everything WWF's got is in this match. There's, from a storytelling perspective, it's phenomenal. I get there'll be people who like, ah, the days were shite and that, but, but you've got that many wrestlers, you've got close to 100 wrestlers on the roster. Of course, people are going to get missed, there's going to be problems, but when you're a 12, 13 year old boy watching that, this is heaven, this is just sensational. Um, you know, when you look who's getting put over, who's getting put out, I mean, Shane McMahon had a very strong match, he put out a big show, first elimination, the biggest guy in the match, gone by the weakest guy in the match. I mean, RVD as well. RVD was the only member of the Alliance I remember being over, but everyone, everyone loved him. And RVD had a strong showing in the match, um, eliminating Jericho. Uh, as well as that, the, the most important reason of all is finally the Rock won over Austin and just put an end to it. He, he, he'd been slapped to WWF or suspended, so he didn't came back, captained the team, led them, and won it at the end with beating Austin, beating his greatest rival. And seeing the way the fans react, because the pay-per-view itself is not a great pay-per-view. I mean, I watched it very recently, and the matches are not long, and the crowd is very, very flat. The crowd doesn't really pick up until the tag title match, the tag team match between the Dudleys and the Hardys. There's not really any reaction there, and it dies in, and then the crowd are just absolutely hitting all the way through this. This, I think, is the greatest match in the world. There isn't a weak point, and it's just the perfect Survivor Series match, and I don't think we'll ever get anything is forget the storyline but just for star power I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again no absolutely um, I also like the fact that in this one Shane McMahon was booked as Shane McMahon he wasn't booked as you know the ultimate fighter that we've seen in recent yeah. years he was booked the as the best yes, in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was yeah, he eliminated Big Show, but it was after every other person had a finisher. You know, it was the cowardly heel that tagged me in, tagged me in, and Undertaker and Kane and Rock just ripped the absolute piss out of him, flung off the pillar to post. <laughs> and the only the only down point, I think, about this match is that Vince McMahon got injured before it and was replaced by the Big Show. I think it would have been so much better to maybe, if he got to the final two, and it was an injured Rock and a healthy McMahon, and then Rock made his comeback. I think I think that could, that could have been something like a visual maybe like four hungry alliance members looking at a beaten down rock and a prone man you know what i mean i think that could have been mm. some visual that we could remember to this day but as you said the match itself each member of the team it's it's number one on wwf and on the rolling stones article our best survivor series teams of all time and it's hard to argue because even though big show was the last minute replaced and the bleach report out, as well somebody, by the way sorry to, and the bleach report yeah it's number one on a lot of people's list and you know big show might have went out first but someone has to go out first because that match can't have two survivors that needs to go down to a one-on-one match mm. i think yeah and it, you're, but, you're left to the two biggest so you left the two biggest teams in the industry head to head. I mean, it's sto- it's mm-hmm. it's what you want. Because if that was left to the end, I I think it would have been exciting what you're saying with Shane. But if that was I don't know RVD 
in Jericho then, who wouldn't yeah. have had the same punch, who wouldn't have had the same meaning you needed for the no. big two. Yeah, I think um, when it's a non, like a non big star, like it's kind of like Dolph Ziggler in 2014, you have to have maybe the, the three on one disadvantage or the, the help from an outside source like Sting in 2014. Had, had say, Sting made his debut in 2001 and killed the Alliance, that would have worked better with a Jericho versus RVD, but as you're saying, The Rock Austin doesn't need anything outside, it just needs Rock and Austin. Yeah, Kurt Angle came in to interfere, but you don't remember that, you remember Rock and Austin. Yeah. Right, so that's going to do us here for this show, Dream Survivor Series teams. Let us know what you think. Who is going to be on your Dream Survivor Series team? Are you going to have the Mean Street Posse and the Headbangers? Or are you going to take it seriously and give us five main eventers? And let us know who has been your favourite Survivor Series team throughout the years. Uh, all that remains is to thank my panel, Alan. Thank you very much. Derek Kernan. Thank you, mate. David Hockney. Thank you. And the namesake of Derek's team, Team Daniel Get It Up You, Daniel Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and thank you for the wonderful name, Derek. I'm glad that you <laughs> named it, not Ross. Oh, wait. No, it was me. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can find us at Suplex Retweet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And for news, reviews, previews and interviews, Suplex Retweet on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now